Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com, used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www dot restaurant.com slash podcast that's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50 percent off your next purchase restaurant.com is the best deal every meal Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Makes the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. It is time for the preview show. Carolina Panthers visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. In that gorgeous new stadium. Yes, with all the fans. That probably (laughs) wouldn't be there for the Chargers anyway. So we talked about this a little bit, I think, on our last show, but like, is it a, a more of a home field advantage for the Chargers right now than it would have been? Maybe I'm, not for the Panthers visiting, but I would say most of the time. Most of the, I, I don't probably. know. I think the Panthers may actually had a lot of fans there. Uh, one of our followers on Twitter was saying that he was going to go. Yeah. So Probably not anymore. Unfortunately. Are they letting fans in there yet? No, I don't I believe so. I think California's in a lot of issues with coronavirus. Yeah. That's a very liberal state, so they're probably going to do everything they can to not let anybody in anytime soon. Uh, th- there was some news that came out today, or not today, but a, a few days ago, that North Carolina will be letting fans in Yeah. Uh, to the stadium's larger than 10,000 uh, seating <clears throat> capacity. I think it's going to be 6,000 or so? It's going to be like 5,200, I think I saw. So 7% of whatever the capacity is. So, which that's an odd number. I don't know how they reach that number, but uh, yeah. I mean, I that's fine, I guess. I guess they'll mix in the piped-in crowd music noise with the fans. Yeah, I'm still not happy with that. I I don't mind like the low rumble, but I yeah. hated when any flag would happen. It'd be like astronomically cheered or astronomically blue, and it was like. <laughs> The guy knocked so, down the receiver in the middle of the route. How is that not pass interference? Most fans would have been like, eh, okay, we understand. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I still like it better than not having it because I think not having anything would just be – it would be it would stand out so much that it would really take me out of it. I, I Like I said, I like the low rumble. I think I've gotten yeah. used to the low rumbles that I, yeah. I can get behind it, but – I know the last game, it was just bad at certain points. Someone in Fox or CBS was just jacking the sound up way too high at certain points. And you're it like, does, come on. Yeah, it does get, it gets obvious sometimes. Like, you know, sometimes like when you've got a play that's breaking and then the crowd, mm-hmm. like you slowly, they start to rise and get excited. And you can't really, you don't really get that with the piped in crowd noise. So, but you, you know also what? get a first and 10 two yard gain and like all of a sudden the fans go wild oh, yeah. and you're like oh come <laughs> or on or they boo 
Yeah. I think I saw somebody said that the uh, Eagles fans were piping in booze. The uh, the people <laughs> controlling were piping in booze every time they did something. So that was funny. Oh, the funniest thing is one team, when the team came out, the opposing team came out of their tunnel, they did crickets. Chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, All right, so we will get to that preview here very shortly. But let's kick it off with probably the major news of the week, and especially out of the weekend, all the injuries that occurred this weekend. Uh, Week one was pretty tame. Week two, it hit pretty hard. Yeah, it hit really hard. hit us here in Carolina. Uh, We're going to go over this list that ESPN has out, kind of just listing the major injuries by Bill Barnwell. Uh, We're definitely going to talk Christian McCaffrey's injury after this, more into it. But going through the list, his top injury is Nick Bosa, defensive end, San Francisco 49ers, torn ACL, out for the season. That's huge. That's a, yeah. And and, uh, you could make an argument that Saquon Barkley at number two on this list is the biggest, but I think, and you and I kind of talked about this before the show, but based on team expectations and impact on that team, this is a massive, massive blow for that team. Well, not only that, the 49ers had tons of injuries. Uh, Moster, their running back, went down. Mm-hmm. Solomon Thomas, defensive tackle, third overall pick a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. went down. Garoppolo. I mean, Garoppolo, <laughs> yeah. He's on this list, actually. We'll continue on Most, the list. I think Moster's on there as well. Uh, Saquon, like you said, number two, out for the season, torn ACL. Ah, that's that's got to be tough. That's a that. bummer. Bummer for that team. They signed uh, uh, Devontae Freeman yesterday, I think. So two yards of carry. Good job. We talked about Devontae Freeman uh, last yeah, week, I, I think. Yeah, it was. Wondering where, where he was going to end up. I just... I think he's done. I think he was just one of those guys who they ran a lot in that one contract. And running back's just that type of position that it's hard let to me get a- back. Let me ask you yeah. this. What's, what do you think Devontae Freeman does the rest of the season for them? Assuming he stays healthy. 500 rushing yards? Less? More? It depends. It really depends on the split he gets. Because Gallman, Galeman, I can't say his name. Uh, he's Gallman, yeah. He's been, but there he was for on the while. practice squad up until this week. And they have Dion Lewis. They signed. They have Dion Lewis, who kind of sucked uh, at taking I, over for Saquon. It um, depends his, like how much percentage he gets to run. I'd say maybe seven hundred. If he gets the full starting job and gets about seventy yeah. percent of the carries, I would say about seven hundred yards. I think they'd be happy with that. I was thinking you would say like 400 or something if you think he's done. Oh, I, I mean, 700 I mean, is fairly productive for 14 games. You know, that's 50 yards a game. That's, and you figure he probably won't be fully up to speed until, well, you know, maybe week five or six. I, I Again, full workload. So I'm saying yeah. 20, 20 rushes a game or 20 touches. Okay. I was hoping you'd go low so we could make a bet on that, but I'm not going to make a bet on 700. Uh, number three, pains our hearts here in Carolina. Christian McCaffrey, high ankle sprain, most likely out four to six weeks. He is placed on IR, so he'll definitely be out for three weeks. Yeah, we'll talk about him, uh, like you said, when we're done here. Yeah. Number four, 
Drew Locke, quarterback, Denver Broncos, sprained AC joint. This is kind of the surprising. They, did, they didn't injury. even get a backup this year. Jeff, I know Jeff, a lot of a lot of people thought that Cam might be on their radar. Uh, you know, he was among among the teams listed that could be interested in him. So they were definitely probably should have been looking for a, a veteran backup, a decent veteran backup. Jameis yeah. Winston would have been good there. I mean, yeah, that's. I, a, I, I mean, I don't know how how much they were expected to compete but between losing him and the next guy on the list i don't think that you can say that they're going to compete this year nope Cortland sutton wide receiver denver broncos torn acl torn acl out for the season out for the season big year last year was expecting Mm -hmm. big things from him but he never even got started this year no and jerry judy has looked really promising and to pair him with sutton and noah fant has kind of broken out in his second Mm -hmm. year they had a nice little, you know, one, two, three there, and now it looks in shambles. Yep. Number six, Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain. It looks like he's going to not play this week. Uh, Shanahan kind of hinted at that. So. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, and this one is, you know, you hear high ankle sprain, you think, well, Christian McCaffrey's out four to six weeks. Well,. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't move around like Christian McCaffrey does. Yeah, he's not <laughs> so, running. <laughs> they can tape up Jimmy G, and he can probably do ninety uh, percent of what he could do normally. So yeah, they he said is not that a running quarterback. After that injury, he was a statue, and that kind of hurt them in the game themselves. Yeah. Number seven, Devonte Adams, wide receiver, Green Bay Packers, hamstring injury. Yeah, we don't really know the severity of this one. Mm-mm. So, uh, but hamstring injuries can tend to linger, mm-hmm. and Devontae Adams has been so good for them this year already. I mean, he's just been dynamite. So, it, and I remember Steve Smith had a lingering hamstring injury mm-hmm. that it lasted almost a whole season before. So you never know yeah. how that's going to really turn. If out. If you don't let them heal, then they they will linger. But I mean, he had 14 catches in Week One. You know, it's that's production that's going to be hard to replace. Yeah, especially if with he misses that time. roster. They yeah. didn't even get him help in the offseason. Number eight, Tavon Young, cornerback, Baltimore Ravens, knee injury. I mean, that defense has been lights out, and taking away someone as young and good as Tavon Young, that's yeah. just going to that's gonna hurt. I don't think it's going to destroy the team, but it's going to hurt. Yeah, I mean – like you said, that defense is so good, and they signed him to a big year or a big contract last year. So that's t- that's a tough one too. I just having faith, kind of in the Baltimore system there. I would imagine that they've got somebody ready to step up who will do a fine job. I I don't think this is going to ruin their season by any means. No. Number nine, Malik Hooker, Achilles tendon, safety, uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he's the leader on that defense. Even though they haven't been playing all that well, that's still going to hurt this team. Just... Yeah, yeah. And uh, Achilles, I mean, that could be a two-year injury depending on how he responds to rehab and all that stuff. I mean, we've seen we've seen guys miss several seasons for stuff like that. Yep. Number 10, Brandon Sharif, guard, Washington football team, knee injury. 
Don't have much, don't have much guard. to say on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you hurt somebody on your O-line. You know how that yeah. is. I mean, just look how banged up the RO line has been. Well, at least Rivera's used to putting together a makeshift O-line. <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing uh, it for years. Number 11, Byron Jones, quarterback, Miami Dolphins, groin injury. Probably missed a couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, good player. Next. Bad, bad team. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Raheem Mostert, Redback, San Francisco. Again, that San Francisco, I don't know if they took a field trip between weeks one and two to an Indian burial ground and desecrated it, but geez. You could argue, arguably say that that's you could you could debate on Mostert, but three of their most important players for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bosa probably number one on that list. Jimmy G's the, the quarterback, starting quarterback. You never want to lose that guy. And Mostert has looked the best out of all their running backs. I know that normally do they do the committee deal, but he has kind of stepped away in terms of leading that group. And then Tevin Coleman also got hurt. They're one of their other running backs. So. And I think he's out four to six weeks. So I, I, I don't know what they need to do. Get some dream yeah. catchers. Uh, <laughs> have some magical crystals put in the locker room. But, jeez. The good, the good news is sprained MCL, and it sounds like it's a kind of a mild sprain. He may only miss a week or two. So that, that he should get back out on the field fairly soon, which I'm happy about because he is on my fantasy team. Now, number 13, Tyrod Taylor, listed as in- a chest injury. We now know it was released today what exactly happened because he was scheduled to start last week up until yeah. like right before kickoff. So he was going to get some pain meds shot into his ribs for some rib injuries. The doctor messed up and punctured his lung. Mm. <laughs> or, I should say probably I mean... former... Uh, team doctor punctured his lung. Can't imagine he's going to hold his job for very long. How do you, I mean, how do you do that as a doctor? It's. I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, you get the long list of the things that could possibly happen when you go to the doctor on a minor procedure or something. Yeah. That was and you never it. expect them to happen. And then freak thing, mm-hmm. maybe as a shallow chest or something. I, I don't know. Or, or giant lungs. But I can imagine, I mean, how, that must have really, that's yeah. got to be super painful. Punctured lung, yes. God. And what a way to puncture a lung. I mean, we've, you know, we've heard, I mean, Cam's had a punctured lung before and, you know, came back, a, you know, a week later, I think. Um, they don't expect Tyrod to be out too long, but well, yeah, just, what a tough just, injury. I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk about them here in a minute anyway. Yeah, and but, Justin uh, Herbert has already got the nod that he's starting. Yeah, he's definitely starting this week, so we'll we will get to see Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Number fourteen, Anthony Barr, linebacker, shoulder injury. I mean, it's a shoulder on a linebacker. <laughs> I mean, they use their shoulders occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every play basically they are trying to tackle somebody. They don't Fifth. need any more bad luck on that team. I mean, they've started off zero and two and have looked bad. You know, while doing it, so they look they look like a way worse open two than we do. Yeah, they, I I don't know what's going on. They they have similar roster. They lost Stefan Diggs. Was he the heart of that team? 
<laughs> nope, I, mean, I don't think anyone's ever asked that question before. Because <laughs> he did not want to be there. No, exactly. He was always causing conflict, but geez, he leaves and they fall apart. Yeah. Number right, 15. Let's, yeah, let's kind of run Linder, through these next. center, knee injury. 16, yeah. Isaac Sumalal, guard, Philadelphia Eagles. Number 17, Paris Campbell, wide receiver, Indianapolis Colts, knee injury. No, and we don't really have any, on any of those three, much uh, in terms of specifics on how long they'll be out or anything like mm-hmm. that. So, uh, 18, Caleb McGarry, uh, starting tackle for Atlanta Falcons, sprained MCL. Number 19, Bruce Irvin, defensive end, knee injury. That looked like uh, that it could be a bad one. I didn't that, actually I see that one. Yeah, I watched that whole game. I don't uh, that that one didn't look good. Number twenty, Joe Noteboom, guard, Los Angeles Rams. Reams. Don't know much about him, but I love that name, Noteboom. <laughs> it's a good name. It almost sounds like it should be a linebacker's name, Noteboom. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 21, finally here. Will Fuller, wide receiver, Houston, Texas, Texans, hamstring injury. Yeah, another odd one there. Never like to see a hamstring injury on a wide receiver. He had an interesting day because week one he had, I think, 10 or 12 targets and led the team in receiving and looked really good. And then week two, zero targets hmm. the whole game. And obviously zero uh, catches. Well, so, But he did play 36 snaps with that the, injury. The whole Texans team is in disarray for some reason. I don't yeah. understand it. Same with the Minnesota Vikings we just talked about. There's a couple teams that are surprisingly really bad to start the season. Don't know if it was the lack of practice due to COVID or what. Well, tough. I mean, they had a tough start, you know, facing Kansas City and Baltimore back-to-back to to start your season. That's that's tough. So Now they have Pittsburgh, who looks on fire. It looks really good. And that's a great defense, too. So, Mm -hmm. ugh. All right, well, let's talk about Christian McCaffrey a little bit. Uh, like we mentioned, he was placed on IR, so he will miss at least three weeks. He believes, based on what he said in his interview the other day, that he will be back before the four to six weeks. So I think he thinks that once he comes off IR, that he'll be ready to go, which would put us at, what, week seven, I guess? Mm-hmm. Missing weeks three, four, no, week six. Um so I, you know, I don't want him to rush back. At oh, all. definitely not. That's what I was gonna say. Look, we know this season. I know you're a competitor. Make sure you're fully healthy. Don't do the cam thing where you rush back mm-hmm. trying to help the team, and it just long term it hurts you. It hurts the team. This team is not a Super Bowl contender. We know this. Yeah. Just, just don't, don't hurt yourself more. Get yourself Don't, fully yeah. healthy. We've seen what happens when guys favor an injured leg or something, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, they can't run like they normally run. They end up tearing an ACL or pulling a hamstring or doing something that lingers or just puts them out for the whole season. So I agree, a hundred percent. You know, take the six weeks if you have to. I mean, I, it kills me because. He is my number one guy on fantasy. I love watching him play. I, 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 well, you don't have him in fantasy, so you don't care. 
but um, I love watching him every week. I mean, oh yeah, he gives us a chance to win every week. He's, he's the best thing about this team. So it's so going to be sad. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be weird not seeing him out there because this is the first time he's ever missed a game. Yeah, it'll be the I mean, first he's... time he's ever missed a game. So he didn't look particularly good against the Bucks last week, but we said that he wasn't going to because. For some reason, they bottle him up. Yeah. They, they have a good defense, up. and they know how to play him. It, it's yeah. happened year after year so far. and Until Joe Brady constructs an offense to go around that, it'll probably be like that. But I'm actually kind of excited, and I'm hoping the coaching staff is too. I think we get to see Mike Davis. We get to see Tevon Coleman. And... That's not his name. Cannon or... Te- something Cannon. Travion, Can- Travion Cannon or something. <clears throat> yeah, Travion Tevin, Cannon. Tevin Coleman is the... Yeah, I know. I As 49ers. soon as I said it, I was kind of like, yeah. wait, what? Trenton Cannon. Trenton Cannon, okay. But they'll get to see Trenton Cannon... Mike Davis, they'll probably call Reggie Bonavin up from practice squad. Yeah, I think I've already seen that they will. Uh, They'll get a good look at the younger guys, see what they have. And maybe in the future, that way, Christian won't have to take 96% of the snaps. Yeah, I mean, if Mike Davis fills in well Mm -hmm. and can carry the load, then I think that will be, number one, it'll make them feel more confident in giving Christian the time to heal. Yeah. You know, and number two, maybe instead of getting 28 touches a game, he gets 22 touches a game. And Mike Davis comes in and, excuse me, spells him every once in a while. But yeah, I think um, I also saw someone speculating that Curtis Samuel could take some snaps at running back. That That's brilliant. Again, yeah. he's he's very good in the open field. He took a couple snaps last week. That's a brilliant idea, and I'm all Let's for it. Let's get him it. the ball. Let's get him the ball and just see what he can do. Yeah. Uh, because I think you're going to have to make a decision on Curtis Samuel after this season. Yeah. I mean, they're... And as of right now, I don't think he has a place on the roster <laughs> because they haven't done anything with him. So I, It depends on the price tag, but you're right. They'll probably lean not to sign him. Well, if you think about it, so we went all defense this past draft. Mm-hmm. You figure this next draft is going to be probably heavy offense. Now, you know, have it, you seen the defense? I'm just saying, like, Matt Rule's not going to go two, two drafts in a row without drafting, trying to get a playmaker on offense. Oh, I'm sure so, we'll probably pick up a player or two, I mean, but I don't Depending see on that. how high we are in the draft, we could pick up the ultimate player. After Teddy turnovers last game, I would be all for Trevor coming on. But What a terrible day for Panthers fans when you watch Teddy just look awful and then you that Sunday night see Cam oh. lighting up that Seattle defense and almost winning the game single-handedly. That was a tough day. That was a tough day. New era. New era. <clears throat> hey, we knew this was going to be a tough season. Yeah. You know? 
Um, all right. Well, uh, any any other thoughts on McCaffrey before we kind of move on? Get well soon. Get fully healthy. Don't rush back. Yeah. Your your spot's safe. Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to have to worry about your job being taken. Yeah. Even if Mike Davis comes out and rushes for 200 yards a game, you know, McCaffrey's going to be the guy when he comes back. So, all right. Well, let's take a quick break then, and then we'll come back, and we will do our game preview. <laughs> And we are back. All right, it's time to talk Los Angeles Chargers hosting the Carolina Panthers in, like you said, that brand new, beautiful stadium. Jerry, what do you believe that the betting line for this game would be? I have not checked yet. I am going to guess three and a half Chargers. You would be wrong. Well, I didn't expect me to nail it on the head there. You would be wrong. It is Chargers by six and a half. Almost a full touchdown. And you got to remember, traveling cross country, away game, typically you get three points for being and, the home team. And the team. Chargers just took the Chiefs to overtime. So I, that's yeah. fresh in people's yeah. mind. It's a little surprising to me that it's that high with Herbert coming in, but he looked better than Tyrod has looked. Mm-hmm. I so think that far, so. offense is more dynamic with him in there because he can stretch the field with his arm a little bit more than Tyrod can. <clears throat> Yeah, well, we're going to see plenty of that, I'm sure. Um, But before we get into the breakdown of the game, let's talk about the injury report real quick. Uh, I'll start with the Panthers. Dennis Daly, K1 Short, both did not practice as of Wednesday. Um, I think Daly's probably out again. Matt Rule said today that he hopes K1 plays, but he's not sure. They said last week they thought K1 would play, and he did not. So I would not count on on him playing. Uh, Brian Burns, Gross Matos, and John Miller all limited at practice. Uh, sounds like Gross Matos is progressing well in the concussion protocol. I would imagine he will probably be back. I don't think there's anything truly wrong with Burns either. No, so He got kicked in the thigh during practice today or yesterday, and he had to oh. sit out a couple plays while it healed, and then he was back practicing fine. Okay, they shouldn't even list him on the report then. All right, <clears throat> let's talk about the Chargers. Um, as far as the did not practice folks, Asmar Bilal, linebacker, uh, Justin Jackson, running back, Justin Jones, defensive tackle, Tyrod Taylor, we already spoke about, and then Nick Vigil, Vigil? I don't know, linebacker. Uh, none of those guys practiced. Uh, limited practice is Brian Balaga, Hunter Henry, their tight end, Melvin Ingram. Uh, I'm sorry, he was full practice, Melvin Ingram. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins and Desmond King, both secondary players there. And then Joey Bosa also listed on the injury report, but as a full participant in practice. So some big names mm-hmm. on their injury report, but it looks like uh, really Tyrod Taylor kind of the main guy that's definitely not going to play. You're not really sure about yeah. the status of the other guys. but I think Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram on here would be kind of exciting because I am terrified of that duo, but they're both full practice, so I yeah. expect them out there to terrorize. They're the only two that are Teddy. both listed as full practice. So Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Hunter Henry missing practice or missing the game I think would also be pretty 
mm-hmm. significant just because, you know, the rookie quarterbacks love to rely on the tight end as a safety valve. And Hunter Henry's a good one. And Tahir Whitehead can't cover anything, so. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's really something that we can kind of kick our discussion off there. The Chargers have an excellent pass-catching running back in Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. And they've got another one in was it Jer- uh, Kelly, Jeremy Kelly, Joshua Kelly, rookie, uh, who it looks like they're kind of splitting carries there, uh, although they're both producing quite well. Mm-hmm. But Austin Eckler, I mean, I would expect him to have a big game against the Panthers secondary and – front line honestly oh yeah because everybody that we've gone up against so far has sort of torn us up in the rushing game well i mean even though we were better against the bucks last week we just gave up big plays i mean Derek brown ranked 116 out of 117 defensive tackles rated in pff scored so 115 not last 115th was bravian roy the our other rookie defensive tackle yeah so, yeah, they're just punching us straight through the gut. And they're able to do it, it looks like. So, ho- yeah. hopefully, I'm really hoping Phil Snow can shore this up and figure it out. I hope so, because if not, this is going to be a long season. Mm-hmm. Um, none of our interior defensive linemen are ranked above 75th mm-hmm. out of that position group. And this is PFF. Uh, pro football focus ratings um on the good side of the defense though brian burns is being fairly highly rated oh yeah uh, as an edge rusher 15th out of 105 he's ranked uh in the top 10 for uh one-on-one battles for pass rushing mm-hmm. so let's quit dropping him in coverage even though he well, has a you, decent coverage i was gonna staff. say you could say quit dropping him in coverage he's like elite in coverage at his position so yeah well and, but but that's something we expected of him because he's got that sort of hybrid type talent right he he can do multiple things yeah but let's be honest we have zero sacks in two games we need we brought him in yeah we brought him in to rush the quarterback and since no one else is assisting in that territory right now just let him loose just let him go after him at almost every play yeah, um, F.A. Obata ranked 104 out of 105. Maybe there was a reason he didn't make the initial roster. Oh, this defense, their rankings are awful. I mean, it's bad. It's I guess bad. giving up um, 30 plus games in two games is uh, part of that. But one bright great. spot, Razu Douglas. Yeah, 10th out of 108 at corner. And he last last week I think was like ninth or something. So he had another very good game mm-hmm. uh, in coverage. And yeah, uh, I think that was a great pickup for the Panthers. And you know another surprise is Dante Jackson's thirty seventh, mm-hmm. which isn't terrible. I mean that's a high end second corner. Yeah. You know? If you uh, if you're saying Russell Douglas is our one number one corner, our secondary overall is kind of surprising because like you said, Dante is thirty seventh and Russell's. Douglas is 10th. Trey Trey Boston and Justin Burris ranked 75th and 76th out of 76 safeties ranked. Yeah, you don't get any worse than that. 
I mean, come on. Yeah. I know Trey Boston, dude. Like, we thought you were going to be the linchpin of that secondary, yeah. and right now it's. Yeah. I don't know if he's I mean, like. We had high hopes for it. both of those guys. I don't know if he's just like overthinking it because he has so many young players trying to get people in position, or. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's he's pressing or something, just knowing that the rest of our defense is, you know, pretty terrible. Uh, and Jeremy Chin is ranked 66 out of 76. They have him ranked as a safety. Uh, I wonder if they had him as a linebacker or something else, if he'd be ranked higher, because he's been pretty widely getting praised for yeah his play on the field. So I'm, I'm a little surprised that he's that low. I am too, um, and I agree. I think he's more of a linebacker the way we've used him. Yeah. Um, Tahir Whitehead, 76 out of 76 linebackers. I'm sure he's way better than that. So. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, he he's terrible in coverage and he's pretty bad in every other aspect. So no, no, no. I said Jeremy Chin would be ranked higher than. Oh, Jeremy. you said to hear Whitehead was seventy six out of seventy six. Yeah, he was, but I'm said Jeremy Chin. Oh, you're saying Jeremy Chin would be better than that? Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. You'd rank out a lot better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, to hear Whitehead and Shaq Thompson. Neither very high uh, to hear Whitehead, as we said, the last linebacker. And then Shaq is 49th out of 76. So, um, I, you know, maybe we should stop just talking about these numbers. But what we're trying to say here is that the defense has not looked good. And I was actually looking earlier, and we are ranked 27 out of the 32 teams uh, in points allowed this wow. year. Wow. Twenty yeah. seventh. There's five yeah. teams that have allowed more points. Yeah, yeah, and we are only twentieth in points scored. So that's not a good combination. Yeah. Well, it, it's only been two games. Let, let's look. At I, know. The right. I know. The offense struggled last week, but they didn't struggle week one against Oakland. And Oakland, Oakland did a really good job against New Orleans last week. So they. I was looked, gonna say Oakland's a sneaky good team. Yeah. And Tampa Bay is expected to be a really good team. So we may have come up against two really good teams and hung in there to a certain point. I mean, Tampa, we, we clawed our way back into it for a split second and then Leonard Fournette. Yeah. But maybe we just need to shape the defense a little bit more. Teddy Bridgewater needs to not turn the ball over, get his head on straight a little bit more, and you know get familiar with everybody. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. You keep doing what you guys Continue are doing. Continue what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, if you're looking at the Chargers, they are one and one coming into this game. Mm-hmm. They beat the Bengals sixteen to thirteen in week one, and that game really came down to the final play. Uh, I think a missed field goal from the uh Bengals. Yeah. That should have either either gone the Bengals way or at least gone into overtime. Yeah. Uh, and then last week looked really good against the Chiefs and took the Chiefs mm-hmm. down to like the final minute of overtime and lost 23 to 20 and honestly did you did you see how that game ended Yeah, I watched the whole with game. Harrison Butker. Mm-hmm. So Harrison Butker had to basically make 3 50 plus yard field goals in a row. Made the first one as a 53 yarder, but there was an offensive penalty. So they backed him up 5 yards. Then he hit a 58-yarder at Gruden, or I'm sorry, uh, Andy Reid, God, Anthony Lynn had called a timeout. And then he hit another 58-yarder. And all three of them, just no doubt, 
You know, they didn't sneak in. They weren't wobbly. They were just perfect. And that should he should be a Panther. I knew that's where you're going. I was going to talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. It was tied up. They drove down the length of the field in the fourth quarter. They mm-hmm. were in the red zone. And they just could not get the ball in and decide, opted for the field goal. And it just, as soon as they did that, it was like, you just gave... Patrick Mahomes, two minutes. Yeah. And you just assumed that he was going to go score. But that defense locked him up <clears throat> enough to force it into overtime, which shocked me. But yeah. then again, once they got in in overtime, you knew who was going to Well, win. in overtime, too, I mean, the, the Chargers had the ball, were moving down the field, got stopped. And then it was like a fourth and two or fourth and three around midfield. And they chose to punt. And give the ball to Mahomes, mm-hmm. and that was bad. That bad move. You always, if you want to get Mahomes, and all he needs is one score, you got to keep that ball. Anthony Lynn is a very conservative coach. He is in that Ron Rivera, John Fox type coaching yeah. mentality of defense and run the ball. So it'll be very interesting. I, I think one of the, our keys to the game will be stopping that run. If you could stop the run, which unfortunately the Panthers really have struggled with this year, I think we we stand a good chance if we could stop the run. Pressure rookie Herbert and stopping the run. Yeah, uh, the Chargers, you know, even outside of their running backs, they have a pretty good team. You know, they've got Hunter Henry like we talked about. Keenan Allen, to sign a big deal, is a really good wide receiver. Um, they've got Mike Williams, who is often injured, but when he's on the field is usually a pretty good wide receiver. So they've got weapons sort of everywhere. Yeah. I would consider Keenan Allen an elite receiver. Just, it's just such a quiet elite receiver that you don't hear about him. He plays for the chargers, but man, he always is out there balling. Very underrated. And I think he's very well respected. But he's not mentioned in that same group as mm-hmm. Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham. But I think he's like right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not at the highest level of those guys, but he's right there. He should be mentioned. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And they've got a good defense as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, they held the Chief, Chiefs to 23 points in overtime. And they held uh, the Bengals to 13 points with Joe Burrow, who – you know, through 61 times last week <laughs> and put up some good numbers uh, last week. So this is going to be a tough one, I think. I think it's going to be a really tough one. Like you said, they have a really good defense. I mean, I was watching that game last week, and I was just, like, looking at their defenses so scared for our offensive line because they struggled last week against Tampa Bay, and the yeah. Chargers' defense looks pass rush looks better to be honest with they're you. they're better yeah and to me the key to this game if the panthers are going to win this game they're going to have to turn herbert over mm-hmm. they're going to have to force to herbert to make mistakes and they're going to have to score i mean the panthers are going to have to score every time they have the ball preferably touchdowns every time they have the ball they're gonna have to really force force herbert to win the game that to me that's the key and then hope that he makes mistakes or force him into making mistakes. I don't see how we win otherwise. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't know. 
how this team can win without causing turnovers and really I still go back to stopping the run if that's possible against Eckler but yeah and hey we may sound negative about this but I mean we our our best player is not going to play we're going across country for the first time with the Matt Rule in the Matt Rule era and we're going against a team that's pretty good yeah I would put them in the upper third of the league in terms of where I expect them to be at the end of the year yeah, I don't expect them to win the uh, AFC West because no, the no. Chiefs are there, but I would not be surprised if them and Oakland are in the wild card hunt. Yeah, so. I would fully, I fully expect the Chargers to make the. I mean, we got seven wild card teams now, yeah. so I fully expect the Chargers to make it. Seven right, playoff um, teams, not seven wild card. Seven playoff teams. Correct. <laughs> correct. Seven wild card teams would be interesting, though. We have a chance then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, you want to go to some predictions? I do. Of the of the bold type, perhaps. Go ahead. All right. I think uh, for the third straight game in a row, Robbie Anderson will go above one hundred yards. I think he's actually going to have a massive game hmm. in this one. I think he goes over 150, two touchdowns, and leads us to a respectable outcome <laughs> in this game. I am going to say I agree with that. I think DJ Moore breaks 100, too. I think both will go over oh, 100. Both of them. But that's not going to be my bold prediction. My bold prediction is we hold Austin Eckler for under 100 yards. Total? Total yards. scrimmage? Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought you were going to say we get one sack. I thought about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be bold at this point. All right. Uh, I do actually think we finally get a sack in this game. I do, too. I think we, I think we rattle Herbert a little bit. I think he... I think he was lucky in the fact that he didn't know he was going to start until game time. Mm-hmm. That way he didn't have to get into his own head. It was just like, hey, you're starting, and then you're out there. At that point, you're just playing a game. I mean. Yeah, I heard I heard somebody say something very similar to that this week and uh, and sort of talk talked about Herbert. And, you know, there was a reason why a lot of people didn't think he was ready mm-hmm. to be in the NFL. And I'm hoping that we see that this week when he – has time to get into his own head. Actually, you know what? I want to change my prediction. Oh. My bold prediction, okay. I think we could make him turn the ball over three times. Oh. All right. That's bold. That's real bold. Um, does Douglas get an interception in this game? I don't know how it's going to happen, whether it's going to okay. be a sack You're not going to go that and two interceptions. I don't know. Okay. All right. I mean, I'd love that. I'd yeah. love that. Okay, so that's your new prediction. Because honestly, right. that Eckler one, I was like nervous, really not really feeling it. But that I feel I was going to say, about. I was I was maybe going to consider a beer bet with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's do a beer bet. Um, total sacks for the Panthers in this game, and I'll set it at one and a half. Over under. I'll take the over. I want to be positive here. I think I think like I said, sack fumble is going to happen, so that's going to be one. Okay. And I could see us getting another one. Okay, I'll take the under on it. Um, maybe I should have said it at two and a half. Beer bet of the week. All right, one sack or more, or one sack or less, and I win, and two sacks or more, you win. Okay, 
Let's do our game predictions. I'm going to let you kick this one off. Final score predictions. Final score prediction. I am, with my three turnovers, we squeak out a victory at 24-27. Wow. Look at you. Uh, this is the first game of the year that I'm going to predict a Panthers loss, unfortunately. Um, I think that we hang tough in this game, but ultimately I think it goes very similar to last week and we end up losing like 35 to 24 or something. I think it's going to be a pretty, uh, it's going to kind of get out of hand towards the end. But I hope that your prediction comes true. I do too. Because we are all Panthers fans here. Just a lot going against this team this year, you know? And some of it by design. Yeah. I mean, again, we knew this team was going to be a transitional team anyways. I mean, yeah. the way and they... rebuilding rebuilding is not a bad word, guys. It's not a bad word. It's just accurate. You know? All right. Let's wrap this up. Oh, I forgot to grab my paper. We want to thank everyone for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Meow Migs Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. If you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read your comment on the air. Yeah, everyone, we will be back on Sunday evening. I'll try to get the podcast up on Sunday uh, with our recap of the game and our thoughts about everything that happened. So until then, everybody stay safe and keep pounding. Wow, <laughs> wow,